Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Set on the south side of Chicago against a layered backdrop of systemic inequality, the documentary film Tomorrow's Hope explores a community's unique embrace of the possibilities of early education through the eyes of its first graduates who are now approaching young adulthood. Tomorrow's Hope reunites three present-day high school seniors who started out in the Educare preschool first ever class exploring continuing effects of early childhood education as they navigate their way through very difficult circumstances. Again, the film is called Tomorrow's Hope, and we're joined today by the director, Thomas Morgan. Thomas, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you. Just watching the film and getting a sense of the people in it and the people who are running Educare and all of it, it just seems like a a very positive, community-centric opportunity for people to demonstrate the, as I said, the power of early education and the tremendously positive impact it can have on people's lives. How did you hear about this and how did you get involved in the project? Tamara Raven, was who's the producer on the film, had heard about other projects that I had done. And, um, and really, I mean, most of the other projects were outside of the U.S. And so she called and said, you know, would this be of interest to you? And we kind of talked through it and it was a good fit. Yeah, I, I I got involved, and I think it was it was much more than I thought when we started. It. I was expecting it to really kind of dwell more on the educational aspects, but the personal stories of each one of the subjects of the film were just so incredible, and their family stories were so incredible that uh, I, it really drew me in, and I was I was hooked. Yeah, and those people, some of the people you're talking about, Jamal, Crystal, Jalen, a lot of the film focuses on as one of the first classes in Educare. Let's talk about the origin story for it. Uh, it started out through a project called Ounce of Prevention. Is that yeah, yeah, that's right. What were they that's about? Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, it kind of started as this idea of like, what if you know, what if we gave early childhood education to these kids? But also, I think a big part of this is. What if we involve their parents who probably need to uh, know what we're doing and can be involved in a way that they're involved in the educational process as well? And so from there, then it started, you know, it kind of grew into a school and then it grew into, you know, really a community structured place beyond the school. It kind of became a safe place for some of these families to have conversations with professionals that otherwise they might not have access to. And, you know, I think at at the end of the day, we all care about our kids. We all want the very best for our kids. But sometimes acknowledging and admitting our own shortcomings, like maybe I can't read or maybe I can't help in the educational process is also part of it. You know, we don't progress any further if we're always kept under the limits of what our parents maybe are able to, to, to have access to. So then Educare started, there's an amazing woman that appears in the film named Jackie Robinson, who has her own stories of her own kids who didn't have this kind of community care, didn't have this kind of opportunity. You know, one of her sons was in prison, you know, that she's, she struggled with, I think part of this is her trying to write her story as well, to do for these kids what she wished someone was able to do for her. 
And, uh, and she was a big part of the story. And, and I loved her because she was really boots on the ground. You know, like these are the people who were in there, who were at those places and, and sh when, when they were struggling and when they were trying to figure it out. And, and uh, I mean, I think that is what true community is. When you're willing to selflessly give of your time and your effort and your and, and, and really kind of put a lot of your own baggage behind you for the yeah. benefit of others. Like it was, it was quite beautiful. Yeah, it is a great part of the story. Uh, I don't think I've done a very good job of describing the circumstances. We're talking about the South side of Chicago, but we're also talking about a place called Grant Boulevard, which I believe it was Jackie was, or if not someone else mentioned in the film that this is the poorest census tract in America. Yeah. Predominantly African-American, very poor, very under-resourced, not many opportunities for basic education, let alone something a little more than that. Right. And I think, you know, from that poverty begets de desperation, right? And I, I think it just kind of keeps growing and perpetuating itself if if you're not able to break that cycle. And that's what I feel like Educare did. It kind of broke the cycle of, okay, we don't have to live like this anymore. It, you know, and I think it changes that not just the trajectory for these kids, but for generations. Because as soon as you go to college, then the expectation is your kids will go to college or you'll at least be afforded the opportunity to go to college, you know? And I, I think it is just pulling kids out of this place where they can really be able to realize their full potential. Exactly. I think that is such an important word that you used, important point to be made, expectations that people have for you, not of you, but ne not necessarily, but for you. And it's an expectation that's built into your family, into your neighborhood, into the community in which you live. That is absolutely so important. And also, in these very, very poor parts of our country, including cities and rural areas, if people haven't gotten a good education and their kids somehow manage to go to a place where they're getting a better education and they come home, as you said earlier, I think this is so important. And the one of the kind of rights of, of, a, of a, being a parent is to be able to sit down with your kids and go over homework with them. But if you're right, not, right. if you, but you, if you don't have that educational background, that starts to just put this very um, negative, it can, maybe not always, but can put this very negative um, dynamic in place, right? Then I think, but I think it's also, you know, it's embarrassing. It's yeah, embarrassing to admit yeah. that you're not able to do that. And yeah. I think for a lot of, for a lot of parents, if that is the case, then you, you somehow reduce the importance of it. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. because you're not able to do it, then it, maybe it's not as important for them because look where I've gotten without it. It feels like it's self perpetuates itself because you're not able to to do it. And it's not any fault of your own, you know. And so, like in talking to Jackie, there would be parents who would come in and she would help them do the homework that their kids were doing at home. So when yeah. their kids asked them, she they would have some knowledge of like how to do this. And and like what a great resource that is. And they go without again, like everybody's kind of in the same boat in some cases. And so there isn't that embarrassment. It's more of a like, let's, let's do this together. You know, it feels like we're all in it together. And, and I think that's really, that's really important. Yeah. And it comes across in the film. Just want to remind our listeners we're speaking with a uh, director of the film Tomorrow's Hope, and that would be Thomas Morgan. And absolutely the, 
the sort of idea of generational wealth, and I think generational wealth can be about maybe a home that you can, from that you begin to build equity and then you can pass it down. But it's also about the kind of the psychological part of uh, generational wealth, right? That's, a, I mean, it's yeah. a component. It's an asset of it. It's funny that we always refer to it as generational wealth and no one talks about generational poverty. You know, like, I think it's interesting right. that, you, you know, this generational poverty is is really something that we could fix. You know, we don't fix it, but we could fix it. And education is definitely a big part of that. And I think like that's, but but also like, you know, it's really hard for me to to speak, you know, for this community and on behalf of this community when I've never had to live through what they've lived through, right? Like Jalen, whose who's, you know, brother was killed on the corner just a few blocks down, was shot down and, and killed. When, when they all can talk about people in their neighborhoods who were, who were, you know, who've been killed, you're, you're just talking about basic survival at that point, right? Like education at, at, at some level is, is, is above and beyond, right? <laughs> like you're, you're just trying to get through. And I think like, those are things that I think are equally as important, right? Because that's education then does afford you to be able to leave that place and, and not have to subject your kids to the same thing. I've never been in the same zip code with a gunshot that I know of, right? Let alone yeah. watching someone die as the result of a gunshot wound. I can't even. During the filming of this, we were called off shooting, uh, filming at least four times because of gunshots, where we would be in the park or someplace and they'd be like, oh, you know, we have security and they would get us all in the cars and take us out because there were gunshots. You know, it was wasn't like this was a far away thing. This was pretty normal, actually. So that, you know, and I had filmed all over the world. I filmed in a refugee camp in Beirut and people said, well, what is it like to film in such a scary place? And I always said, you mean South Chicago? It's very scary. <laughs> oh, you know? no, it's, you're right. It's not, it's funny, but not funny. I mean, not it's, funny. It's, yeah, it's, not it's, funny. It's, it's um, well, let's describe a little bit the housing project that this is how the, that the original educare place was located, which I found fascinating, which again, says so much about expectations. It's a, right. it's, it's the Robert Taylor homes. And I mean, that was the biggest housing project in Chicago, maybe in the country at the time. Okay. Um, and so, you know, talk about like going to where your audience is. They, they actually started the school inside the Robert Taylor homes until they were knocking down the Robert Taylor homes. Um, and, you know, that whole area where the Robert Taylor homes, that piece of land that it occupied was promised that they would redevelop that into affordable housing. And I mean, even today, no affordable housing, <laughs> there's nothing yeah. there. It's just a big empty lot. You know, it's kind of this lost promise to a population who maybe can't take up the fight to say, hey, this is what you told us is going to happen. It's amazing that the school survived, honestly. It's amazing that it, 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 it's done as well as it's done. And it's really because of donors and be, because of the efforts of like the Saul Zanz Foundation, who has brought attention to this issue and who has kept this at the forefront of conversations to ensure that it continues, because otherwise it would be uh, probably easy, easily forgotten. And it's also, as you were describing earlier, generational poverty. And by now, with all the sociological studies, with all the 
all the different ways in which we can explore what poverty is and how it how it comes to be it's hard to not see this as as a as a feature and not a bug in the system and just it, it just we have we have the means we have the understanding to make this go away and it it persists so well i think i think a great example of that is the uh, the east palestine uh train derailment that thousands of people are affected by now you know water unclean water contamination like kind of gets put on the back burner not a wealthy place not a lot of people of wealth there but boy as soon as uh silicon valley bank goes down all hands on deck boy we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get those rich people their money back <laughs> yeah i know and it's just amazing to me that the 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 juxtaposition of those two things one affecting thousands and thousands of people right. and the other you know affecting really a small handful of of stakeholders and yet the attention always always turned towards the well yeah so, move heaven and earth to get that taken care of and yeah there's immediately, yeah, yeah. We, apparently the rich actually do believe in socialism apparently they really they really are <laughs> when on. they need it um well people can see uh tomorrow's hope by you can go to passion river film distributor it's you can you can check it out there and uh you mentioned it's been it's been playing at film festivals uh and what really kind of caught my attention was some really good reviews including from peter uh rainier uh from uh, film week and npr the reviews have been very good the people have uh have had an opportunity to watch it and so by word of mouth hopefully uh, as as it gets out more and more people should check out tomorrow's hope and uh all the best i'm curious are you, what you're working on now you mentioned that you're not often doing these kind of kind of films and you're doing other stuff well i'm actually in new york i start shooting a, a film tomorrow on a uh basketball team that was kind of the same idea right like if we built a gym and we gave it to the team what would happen? And 55 years later, they've had, you know, 75 NBA players that have come from there. But more importantly, hundreds of kids who have been afforded the opportunity to go to college because this place existed. And it's it's very much in the same vein. So very I'm cool. excited to get started. Yeah. Very cool. Thomas Morgan, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. So much. Tomorrow's hope. And uh, come back when when you're ready for the uh, for the world to 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 see your new project. So thank thank you very Absolutely. much. Thank you. Nice talking to you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.